Hello and welcome to the Disco Yeti podcast. Here we'll be discussing all things Disney. My name is Emily. Uh, I'm your host and your podcaster. Thank you so much for joining me uh, on this journey. And if you haven't had a chance to check out the five minute teaser episode to this podcast, please check it out for more information on the pod as well as some info on me and a little bit more background. To start off the actual episodes of this podcast, I'm going to be doing a series highlighting uh, my last trip to Disney World, which was in the spring of this year, over spring break, and the reason that I'm going to highlight this trip is because it was a pretty big trip. It was six full days in the park, um, and I feel like it highlights a lot of different things, including my own plans um, and my planning process, as well as different rides, fast passes, dining, spring break crowds and a bunch of other stuff like doing a Disney Vacation Club tour and what incentives they give you, um, and other things such as the Flower and Garden Festival. A little bit more background on this most recent trip. Uh, Me and two of my cousins, and we've all been really close since we were little kids, um, us and our families have been going to Disney together since we can remember. One of our big dreams and things that we were looking forward to is a really long time when we were kids was the time that we finally got to go to Disney without our parents. So the three of us noticed that this year our spring breaks finally lined up and off we went. Uh, And a big special shout out to my aunt who is a Disney Vacation Club member um, because she hooked us up with a lot of different stuff for this trip, uh, including staying at Saratoga Springs for the week as well. I've never stayed at Saratoga Springs, but it's honestly a beautiful resort and it worked out really perfectly for the three of us. I'm assuming at some point in this podcast series, I will do a pod on my thoughts and feelings about Saratoga Springs, talk about it a little further so you can stay tuned for that. I know I mentioned it was a six-day trip. One of my cousins had to leave after four days in the parks, and then it was just me and my other cousin who continued on uh, for two more days without her. To start us off with this first official episode uh, in this series, I'll discuss the very first day that we spent in the parks. On our first day, we had fast passes at Hollywood Studios. I started our day off with a fast pass for the Alien Swirling Saucers, and it was around 10 a.m., so we got to the park at around that time. Little side note for me, you might have heard that I just said we didn't get to the park until 10 a.m., and a lot of people might be cringing or freaking out right now that I didn't get there any earlier. Listen, I will rope drop at a park when I feel it's necessary, and rope drop is when you get there as soon as the park opens and you you know you wait in line um and for extra magic hours you get there early all that stuff but this was a very long trip and i knew i had fast passes for everything that we wanted so i wasn't going to miss anything and i will tell you that my trip was with a couple of people who were pretty difficult to wake up early so i tried to keep it more casual and not as crazy early for them once we got into hollywood studios none of us had been to toy story land yet Um, And it was just super cute and really fun to see everything. I'm sure if you've been following along or you've been there, you've seen it. uh, And it is just a really great, uh, really well-themed 
uh, addition to Hollywood Studios. I wasn't able to get a Slinky Dog Fast Pass until later in the week, so I went with Alien Swirling Saucers just to kind of try something new. It was a ride that I didn't know much about, so I figured we would try it. Anyway, I will say it was really, really a cute ride, and it was more fun than I expected. Um, I took some pictures and even a brief little video on the ride, and I'll, I'll share that uh, on my Instagram at DiscoYeti underscore pod. You know, Alien Thrilling Saucers is a great ride for younger kids, especially that's kind of felt more like who it was geared towards, but it was still fun for adults too. My recommendation would definitely be to take kids on that ride. I'm not sure if as adults or with an older group you would want to use a fast pass on it, but you know, since Galaxy's Edge is opening soon and lines at other rides are anticipated to get shorter, you know, it's something that I would recommend just checking out. If you've been on Instagram looking at any Disney pictures at all, you have seen pictures of the Pop-Tarts from Woody's Lunchbox, and I had to get one of those. I knew that they had a raspberry one, which um, is one of my favorite flavors, and I got one, and it was so, so good. I offered my cousins each one bite each, and afterwards they were begging me for another bite, so I definitely recommend that. Uh, and then so after we kind of checked out Toy Story Land, we had a fast pass for, of course, Rock and Roller Coaster, which is a favorite of one of my cousins because she absolutely loves Aerosmith. After riding that, uh, we had some time to kill, so we watched the March of the First Order. And I wasn't as familiar about this because the last times I've been in Hollywood Studios, I didn't really pay much attention to these things. And so I thought, you know, like, oh, the March of the First Order, like, that sounds really hype and really cool and intense but I was actually kind of disappointed by it since I didn't really know what it was going into it. It's pretty much just you know the stormtroopers marching up Hollywood Studios like that's that's it and then once they get to the actual little show staging area they kind of just pose there and then they leave. So if you are interested in seeing this still, I would recommend kind of just lining up and watching them go by you for, you know, 60 or 90 seconds and then leaving to go do something else in the park because it is doesn't really feel worth it to stand there the whole time. And if you're standing kind of along the sides of the route that they take, sometimes they might interact with you, uh, which seems like an added bonus, but I was silly and waited at the end, you know, actual stage area where they just kind of stood there. So our last fast pass in Hollywood Studios was for Star Tours uh, and sadly none of us were the rebel spy which we were pretty disappointed about but after that uh, we had a little bit until our lunch reservation so we decided to go sit for a while um, at Muppet Vision which honestly was a lot better than I remember it being. I'm not sure if it was the show or just the fact that there was AC but it felt a lot better than I remembered. Then we headed over to our lunch, which was at the Sci-Fi Dine-In Theater, and I made this reservation just at the request of my two cousins because they raved about it and said that they really loved it here. I definitely recommend getting to this place early because they always seem to be running late even if you do have an advanced dining reservation. And I'll be honest with you, the food was fine, and that's saying a lot because to be honest, I don't even remember what I ate and I'm one of those people who takes pictures of all my food and especially at Disney you know I want to have all that content got to take pictures and I did not take a single picture 
of my food at the sci-fi dine-in theater so i think that speaks for itself um i have we didn't get dessert but i have heard that they have good you know things like desserts but i can't really speak to that so it's something to check out for yourself it's a really cool atmosphere if you're not familiar with it it's set up like an old school drive-in movie theater and your table is actually um a little car facing a large movie screen that's playing you know old movie and cartoon clips if you get a reservation here it's a fun atmosphere and i can imagine it being especially fun for kids clearly the food was nothing to write home about but it wasn't good or bad i think it was just kind of fine so that's kind of my take on the sci-fi drive-in theater we left hollywood studios after we ate lunch to just kind of pop over into epcot again my cousin she absolutely loves living with the land as well which is kind of a funny ride to really love i don't feel like people usually have strong opinions about living with the land but hey she does and so we grabbed a same day fast pass for it and let me tell you do not waste one of your advanced fast passes on living with the land you can always get on that ride um, and it's one of those rides that usually has same day fast passes However, if you're a diehard Living with the Land fan, like my one cousin happens to be, I might recommend riding it sooner rather than later because there is a rumor going around that the Land and Seas Pavilion are going to be taken out of Epcot. So that's just something to keep in mind going forward. So after we rode Living with the Land, we obviously popped over to Club Cool and tried a couple sodas, and then we headed back to Saratoga Springs. We took the first day pretty slow. Um, but we still had a really nice experience and it was kind of nice to get us into the swing of things for Disney since we had a long week ahead of us. Once we got back to the hotel, uh, we were lucky to have a room that had a little kitchen area and a big fridge. So we took a lift over to Publix and picked up groceries for the week as well as some dinner for that night. And for those who aren't familiar with Publix, it's a grocery store in Florida that, in my opinion, has the most amazing sandwiches for some odd reason. I know a grocery store has no business making sandwiches this good, but here, I swear, they're honestly that good. I also recommend their fried chicken, especially if your room has a fridge like ours did. That family size eight pack of fried chicken is seriously the way to go. I know this isn't really like a Disney tip, this is more of a life tip from me, but there is nothing better than coming back after a late night in the parks and having yourself a nice piece of fried chicken and then popping into bed, let me tell you. So that's pretty much what I did to wrap up um, my first day in Disney on my last vacation. So thanks for sticking around and listening to this. And if you have any questions for me about why I planned this way or what we did on the first day, please email me at discoyetipodcast at gmail.com or subscribe and follow on Twitter and Instagram at discoyeti underscore pod. So thanks for listening and stay tuned for the next episode about day two, Animal Kingdom. Thanks, and I'll be talking to you again real soon.